0: Hello, this is John Renard and you're listening to the Mobile Radio Carnival via the cef.world. Check us out on Common Genius for the common types. Should just be running. I mean, we're recording. We're both mics are recording, so I know that's what's going on. Is it running? Yeah. <laughs> but it's sliding. That's my you know. contribution to the test. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make sense what it's doing though.
1: Well, it's appropriate then with this podcast.
0: It is, man. That is just wacky dog, ackery, whatever the hell that means.
1: Three words never used together before.
0: I like trying to invent words.
1: Or phrases. Yeah. That might become
0: popular. Phrases as
1: well. I think we're okay. And you can claim it as your own until somebody calls it otherwise. I think it's just... Francis Scott Key used that once in 1722. Nice.
0: Look at you pulling from history. Well, I'm making it up. Nice. I, don't I like idea. it. I
1: don't, I don't even know who Francis Scott Key is.
0: He's the gentleman who or wrote. Was he's the gentleman who wrote the well-contested national anthem? Well, it should be. Yeah, I mean, Christ Almighty. Did they use that in there? It's really tough to know these <laughs> things in today's shifting world of altered historical view to the past. Yeah,
1: I'm going to have to go back and talk to my first and second grade teachers.
0: <laughs> hey, so. you know there were some corrections here. Yeah. Anyway, I guess we can start. It looks like I got this uh, wacky system that I'm using on the travel working out, right? So I'm John Renard. This is a very, very fantastic, special, very special version of the mobile radio carnival. Uh, you are about to hear my voice multiplied twice. I'm with my brother, Frank Renaud. Uh, Frank, you're welcome to say hello. Well, I don't know how close our voices really are. I mean, I, if
1: we listen to this afterwards and it's we can't tell who's who, then... I'll be convinced.
0: They they can either think I'm talking to my brother Frank or I'm talking to myself in a lonely room. Well, and it, the the scary part is, is you're answering yourself. I am, which is very cool. We'll just have to be sure we make pause, or we could talk on top of each other the whole time, and then they'd go, well, I hear Frank and John talking together. I mean, can voices that are so similar actually harmonize? Mm. Absolutely, they can. <laughs> Absolutely. Sorry, I was spitting on my whiskey there. I'm sorry. <laughs> So, today's show is very interesting. Frank's, uh, you know, the show, the podcast a lot of times just deals with um, some people who are rock stars and, uh, you know, musicians that play on Pluto Radio. Sometimes they're actors, some Hollywood types. Frank is kind of both in the same. He was a rock star in my hometown and a bit of a Hollywood legend to boot. Uh, We grew up in Troy, Michigan. Uh, We happened to be at the family's house, my mother and father's house. Uh, our mother passed away almost a year ago, and uh, we are actually using the living room, um, albeit with some boxes sitting around and to do this podcast. And it's great to be here with my brother Frank. Yeah, where we where it all started. Exactly. And it started in Troy, Michigan. We'll briefly talk about that. Frank is like a, a an amazing guy with Detroit history. Uh, he's traveled Detroit. I mean he's taken the time to investigate things in Detroit. I wouldn't say you're one of those guys that digs through abandoned buildings and takes pictures, but you love the city of Detroit, correct? Well,
1: I, I do enjoy the uh, adventure of, um, I guess, experiencing uh, what is Detroit, what was Detroit, because in many ways Detroit was um, a much more uh, popular and world-renowned city years years gone by. And the uh, I guess the ruins of that are still out there so it's it's like uh, uncovering buried treasure to f- to see some of the uh what once was uh the paris of north america so yeah i really enjoy kind of discovering it i, I don't really um record it or you know document it. it's it's just uh like in the moment kind of discovery and then i just kind of look for more so i don't know that i could recite any Factual uh, documentation of the of looking at the city, but I I enjoy just kind of as a sightseer looking around and seeing what's going on.
0: But you, because of your work, uh, which we can get into a little later, which will better probably describe some of the knowledge base that you've gained. You worked down at what used to be the Wren Center when I was around here. I think it's the GM building now. Is that correct?
1: No, it's actually still called the Wren Center. Interesting. Yeah, it the uh, the Kobo uh, Hall, which is right next door, is now called. Uh, I think the sponsor is TCF Bank, so mm. it's the TCF Bank or TCF Center. Or, so, so a lot of the uh, names have changed, but the Rensen is is still called the Rensen. General Motors does have their headquarters there,
0: but. Um, it's still called the Red Side. And you worked there for some years, which allowed you to kind of, um, on lunch break, go and see new developing things, new restaurants. You get to see where they're moving the stadiums to. I really haven't seen a lot of that. I only see it when I come to town, and you give me kind of a quick tour. Um, so with with work when you were, were doing that work, you got to kind of skip around town and enjoy new things. And you also do work in the subterraneans of the cities as well. So you get to, like, you were explaining to me about finding, you know, having company, having the company go out and designate manhole covers and some of the structure underneath the city. So in a strange way, you're a little more intimate with Detroit than other people might be.
1: Well, it, true. I, when I, under I, kind of during work, which is a, I mean, most of your life, I guess, if you're a working person. And so as part of that, for the 11 years I worked downtown, I got to kind of through the wastewater and water treatment facilities, which is really exciting construction work, I've got to tell (laughs) you. Um, But as a byproduct of that, I got to see, you know, I I got to seek out different, uh, I guess, locations that I otherwise would have never looked for. And in that quest, I got to discover things that I would have never just even thought of finding because I'm going down an alley and turning left and turning right and then all of a sudden here's this you know uh, uh, abandoned automobile plant that uh, has been left to rot for the last 40 years and Yet the skeleton is still there, and it's it's uh, like an, an overwhelmingly, it, like you're in a movie scene or something. And Yeah. So, yeah, there were, there were a number of instances like that where um, during the process of performing my job, I got to kind of see these exciting landmarks.
0: Yeah, it, it is really fascinating. Like uh, Frank was kind enough to take me on, on a, a yet another tour of Detroit, and we basically went down Fort Street all the way down to Wyandotte. And hadn't seen it in many, many years since I was a kid, in fact, uh, Fort Wayne, and just shocking how much of it is just in complete disrepair that we saw at least. Um, and that's the kind of thing, for me at least, because I remember doing a field trip probably in fourth or fifth grade going down there to, to learn about the history of Detroit. To see it, sometimes you're like, wow, that is shocking. Or we had also uh, talked a lot about how the neighborhood's only have one house remaining and all of the overgrowth uh but it's in ways it's better because it's propped up to rebuild I imagine so when you were downtown and let's let's just look at uh, some of the entertainment value down there so like at lunch what, what what did you discover as far as that go and what turned out to be like some of your favorite places maybe to to go and hang out and And was it fully packed when you went down there? You were down in Detroit and it was like half load to the restaurants. You know, was it, is it vibrant down there?
1: Well, I guess just to kind of close on that last topic where you were talking about Fort Wayne, the, um, there's a new, uh, international bridge that's being constructed down there. So the disarray has probably been caused by neglect and lack of funding to keep, what is, I guess, a really historic marker. Uh, I, I would assume it was it was built by the maybe by the British in the 17 late 1700s, and it's and it was functional up until I'm not exactly sure. I think it was around the 40s or 50s, and and um, and it's been kind of in disrepair since. But this new bridge is bringing, I guess, uh, more focus on the area, and with any with any luck at all. Because it'll, it'll literally sit kind of underneath this new bridge, it might get the funding that it needs to kind of bring it back, which would be a great thing. Um, to the point of of you know the lunchtime breaks, I, I I used to kind of, I'd have an hour break and I thought, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a 30 minute walk in one direction and see how much I can see and yeah. turn around and come back and and you know some lunches I would just grab like some finger food or hand food and just eat a taco or something on the run and just do more more adventure than eating but um, right. it it was uh it was a pleasure to uh to get to know that many areas and there in within that uh I guess 30 minute radius from the Rensen there's there's a uh, place called Greek Town which is a small little kind of street of what used to be you know uh, authentic greek food and and uh, currently there's a casino there
0: and it's called Beto Casino check check hey so i had a uh, a glitch in the um in the uh, program, in the program. Of, yeah <laughs> there was a glitch in the we had a flat tire there for a second yeah. <laughs> so uh just to remind frank or frank has reminded me we were talking about the uh, the the 30-minute walk that he could take from the Rensen and check out different places and that's about where we were at and we were also talking about Greek Town. Greek Town is a place in Detroit as Frank alluded to that has been there forever and it was originally where Greek tours created their you know their place for us to go and it was a great time when we were much younger that's for sure we spent a lot I spent a lot of time down there did you spend a lot of time down there?
1: I, I did. Um, not, not as much as some, but uh, I, I periodically would go down there. And uh, the, other, the other ethnic uh, area of, for food is the Mexican village, which some lots yeah. of folks have used to go down there after an evening of drinking and uh, yeah. kind of have it as their, uh, I guess, nightcap, have a burrito.
0: But, yeah, I remember going there. I didn't go there quite as much. That seemed a little more seedy to me when I was a younger guy. Indeed it was. Yeah, it seemed like maybe I was asking, begging a little more excitement than what maybe I was looking for there. And that's, uh, yeah, I, I limited
1: my visits there for the same, same reason. Yeah, but
0: damn, some of that food is so good, it's worth, t- worth taking the risk.
1: It, it is. It is indeed, so.
0: And I remember actually starting some drinking nights with you and uh, friends sometimes in Greektown. Yes, but the then the opposite would happen. We wouldn't seem to stay there if that's where we started. Sometimes you'd start somewhere else and then drift to Greek Town. Correct. And then, of course, one of my other memories was how seedy the Wayne State area was, which, ironically, I'm sure you could fill me in on how how well that's changed or morphed into something that's kind of a, a spectacular area. They call it Midtown now, right? Yeah,
1: it's been it. It's been mid. Uh, the name has been Midtown, or it's been called that if you look on an old map of Detroit it would have Midtown written on it in that area but to your point it's it's um, the, the old General Motors headquarters used to be at uh, Grand River and Woodward Avenue and and that's kind of the heart of what would be considered Midtown and currently there's been a resurgence of uh, I guess upgrading the existing buildings and the new Little Caesars Arena is in that area, so there's a lot of, um, I guess, new investment uh, in and around the arena, um, which is where the, the, I guess there are pro teams with their current records. I don't know. If <laughs> I am still a Lions fan, man. I don't care. <laughs> well, the Red Wings and the Pistons play there. The Lions Stadium, is, which is called uh, Ford Field, which is less than a half-quarter mile from there, and then between the two is Cob- or Comerica, which... The Tigers play at currently, so the, the Detroit's new sports venues all are within walking distance, and a new kind of, I guess, nightlife or bar scene or restaurant scene has kind of evolved around it to accommodate the sports fans coming down, and that 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 crowd that uh, is is made up of uh, you know from as a result of the uh, sports arenas being right there so i think that was a great idea and it's it it has spurred a lot of development in that area and and then further north they've they've put in uh, a lot of wayne state university which is a i think uh, the second largest university in in michigan
0: yeah it looks a lot bigger than uh, when i was a kid it looks like three times the size it used to be
1: and they've spent a lot of money a lot of the uh uh, I guess the uh, the sports team's owners have invested in in uh, Wayne State's uh, buildings there's a number of buildings named after some of their owners and so the the whole the whole Woodward corridor has been upgraded immensely it's it it really it does look remarkably wonderful compared to some of those days when we went down there in the 70s and 80s and uh, uh, it, it has been
0: upgraded rather well yeah I think I remember it as what was called Cass Corridor
1: Cass Avenue is the if you're running parallel to Woodward if you're running parallel to Woodward it's uh it is the second street in so it's Cass Corridor would have been two blocks uh, I guess, west of Woodward, and it was a pretty seedy place, as I remember. Yeah, that's You would know better than I, John. Uh, I, <laughs> I think you were.
0: Well, my buddy Larry used to drag me down. I won't mention last names yeah. because I don't want to get anyone in trouble, but he was the one who seemed fascinated with all the allure of all the danger of Cass Corridor. It was pretty littered with uh, trash and uh Prostitution and, and drug use. And, uh, yeah. I was just a co pilot only because he needed direction. That's a good story. Yeah. I like that story. That's the story <laughs> I'm running with. He had this little fiat and it was open air. It was tough in the winter for <laughs> yeah. him. I'd be like, no, I don't want to go in the winter, Larry. It's very, very cold on Woodward Avenue. Yeah, and those little fiats, yeah. uh, they're not far from the ground,
1: so it's easy to get stuck in the snow.
0: Yeah. It was one of the, you had a Triumph, though, didn't you? Aren't they about the same size?
1: I did, but, um, I never really drove that much. It yeah. Never left the backyard.
0: Yeah. You've had a ton. Of, you had a legendary car, too. You had that AMC.
1: The AMX.
0: Oh, that's right. Well, yeah. it's an AMC, though, right? American. Bo- yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. I had to think about that.
0: That was a badass green car. Oh, that, that
1: was amazing. I loved that car. Yeah.
0: I think that made a legend with, with your fellow uh, students, your fellow Troyans, as well as the Troy Police Department a little uh, bit, maybe. Well, yeah. They did know that car. Wasn't there a guy that uh, Dave Carr actually? In fact, he had an AMX 2, and wasn't he the one who came up to you and says, "Yeah, I get pulled over a lot more since I bought this thing." <laughs> he did have the identical the
1: identical car, which there weren't a lot of them made, so it, it 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 was kind of ironic that two of us had, uh, you know, at the same time the same car.
0: Yeah, maybe you were getting pulled over for some of the stuff he did, or vice versa. You know what I mean? Because the cops probably wouldn't realize it till oh, I pulled them both over. There's two guys with the same damn hot car. We did. We we probably offered a challenge to the yeah. Troy police back in in the day. And and I want to I want anyone who's listening to to be assured he had the cool hatchback, not the longer javelin. Like, right, the, the one that looked muscly.
1: The 68 AMX. Yeah. There were two two body styles, the 67 and 68, and then they. Kind of made it look a little more modern, I guess, in seventy through seventy five I think they were, yeah, I, I'm guessing I don't know for sure, but there were two body styles, and the coolest was certainly the first one,
0: yeah, now, my son Julian is into fast cars, his buddy has a, a vet that's completely built out, and they driving that. And in California, they drop down and they infuse the engine with different types of fuels and things like that to create speed out of less of them. You had a muscle car. They don't really have muscle cars. And the point I'm getting around to is oftentimes they'll talk about how fast, the fastest speed they went in these vehicles. So with your AMX, what was the top speed that you remember? Remember there's seven years past and, and yeah the no, statue of limitations is up on any kind of yeah and, and we're not anything not, I might admit to here I'm not necessarily advocating it so if you don't want to tell that's fine as well
1: well if i I remember right and I was not really an adrenaline junkie so it wasn't something that I necessarily uh, like to do often or did do often I think I at one time just out of curiosity I Got it going about 110 miles an hour. Yeah, I think that's what I remember. And uh, the car was so light that it started hydroplaning, and I was. Whoa, like, You know, I don't know that I really want to do this. <laughs> that's a little crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought if if this thing got airborne and then got sideways and the tires grabbed just right, I'd be doing a hundred rolls down the yeah down the expressway. So I didn't. I didn't. I didn't do it off. I didn't do it again. Wow! It right,
0: sounds honestly. like you found some wisdom in a, in a <laughs> reckless moment. It's called fear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I think I'm done with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's. I mean. I remember your car as part of uh, you know being the younger brother with a brother with a really cool car and some of the culture that 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 allows for you as a as a kid. Um. Sorry. There's a tugboat going by yeah. there. <laughs> no,
1: cars were certainly a big part of uh, Detroit, huh? Well, Detroit and in the era that we were coming up, uh, the seventies and. The Woodward cruise—that's what I was just Woodward, going to bring up. Actually, and... that's where I was working it,
0: man. No, the
1: yeah that now we're out of we're out of Detroit. Now we're in the suburbs. If you're talking Woodward cruising Woodward, and you're the heart of that would have been, um, you know, Royal Oak or or yeah, pretty much Royal Oak to Ferndale, and and which would be, I guess, probably between ten mile, which you know Detroit's got a great way of naming roads. They they go they're a mile apart, and they call them eight nine. 10 it doesn't get 11, confusing after a while <laughs> 12 mile 13 mile so uh the the roads between uh, i guess probably 10 mile and 15 mile were were considered the prime cruise uh for for adolescents during the 70s with with um, muscle cars so yeah. yeah we were we were a part of that or we we got to see it just before it kind of ended and the and the the aforementioned police started to uh, crack
0: down on it and yeah. make, you know, discourage it. Well, I think too we could buy cars that were, you know, the big gas-guzzling muscle cars. By the time I was coming to the end of school those were phased out into mid-sized cars or smaller cars but kids could buy these muscle cars pretty cheap because they were the older cars and people were getting rid of them because of gas issues i think that's where you ended up with people just like i think that uh, one buddy of mine who bought the barracuda uh, i think that's kind of, he got it dirt cheap and it was a beautiful beautiful muscle car you know that that burnt orange sure. mike, mike had that and uh you know it's like damn what'd you get it for and it comes down to the fact that that they're, they were phasing out gas guzzlers. Like, I ended up buying a Fury, which is about the biggest vehicle you could purchase at that point. It was a boat. Yeah. But if you, it had, like, a, the 442 in it, I think. It was and if big. you hit it, it just still, it would still, you know, on the freeway, if you're rolling, no matter what speed you're rolling, if you hit it, it still picked up. It did. Great, great motor. Yeah. Uh, and, and Rich, our brother Rich, ended up with the Galaxy 500, which was kind of another just big-ass Detroit car. With a big ass motor exactly yeah. exactly a lot of guys would love that today a lot of guys with money would love that today sure. to turn it in back what it was
1: yeah oh no, um, they
0: were they were lo- it was a lovely time to yeah. be a
1: be an adolescent
0: yeah i talked to cody melville a, on, on the last podville or podville podcast <laughs> i did and he we were talking about uh getting back briefly to troy we were talking about the the sports culture in troy what do you what do you think do you think it was a, a cool thing that there was so much activity both it seemed like mostly in baseball and football um, because they were booster programs with all of that stuff and there really wasn't with basketball that I'm aware of do you feel that was like a, a fun thing to go through as a kid or yeah I, I think it was
1: um, uh, I think it is still a good thing for young people to do to learn to kind of work together and, as a team, um, and kind of work together even, you know, through, through practice to, to work to a common goal. I think they, that, you know, young people learn a lot from that. And even, even, uh, the spectacle of going to watch the end product, uh, those people who come to watch are, are witnessing, I guess, the, The fruits of all that work and they understand that you know maybe they didn't get involved but they they can also see that wow if if people put their uh, minds together they can create this spectacle that's entertaining to watch so there's I think yeah I think the whole thing is um, you know as far as school sports or anything after school or they create like something that young people can do together to to learn together, I think that's a good thing.
0: Yeah, I think, too, it it just uh, kind of, I guess this is what you're talking about, too, that would be added to it would be the fact that it also builds a community where you can develop friendships, where people... Your friends are people that have helped you collectively achieve something, and you end up with a lot of, like if I come back to Troy and go to a store, I still bump into dudes that are like, John? And it's, you know, we remember each other from baseball or football. or. Well, you were pretty infamous, if I <laughs> Yeah, in my, in my own mental legend <laughs> of a mind. Uh, you know, it's right. funny, that's one of the reasons, one of the things that I, I felt was uh, a big benefit for me moving to California because, and you might have experienced the same thing in some level, I found that when I went to a grocery store and no one knew me, I kind of liked it. Like I, I had this anonymity, I guess you would call it, that I never really had before because Renaud's Market and, and our family kind of had a, we're a bit known in this area. and then a Small town celebrity. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And, and it was different to me in a way. And I kind of liked it, yeah. you know, and then five years went by and I really missed it.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah. I was like, you know what? I don't, this doesn't feel so good. And it's like, oh, you know what? That arrogant thing I was thinking earlier. Yeah. I I see. I see how it works. The universe showed me pretty quickly, like, you know, it tends you, to do that. Yeah. You might be taking some things for granted there, killer. It's time to calm down. Have you ever experienced anything like that though?
1: Well, I think to to your point, I, I, I've lived in this area. I've never really, I've. Left for a few years here to travel, lived in different states a couple of years, but for the most part, the majority of my life, I've been in in this town, and um, I don't run into anybody anymore in the stores because the the place has grown and changed so much that it's, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not even it's not even the t- I don't even think of it as my hometown. It even though we're sitting in you know our, our parents' house, you know, so we're surrounded by. You know, larger homes that have come in, and
0: oh god, the yeah.
1: neighborhood has changed. And what used to be the field we drove our rode our snowmobiles in is now a mega mall. And so it, it's it's you know, there's I think we have more steakhouses in this city and than most metropolitan areas. And you know, the only thing we had growing up was uh, McDonald's and, and Osbourne Smart Champs. Champs Burgers. You know, fast food, or maybe a yeah, maybe a little i don't know Delhi somewhere but now there's you know it's it's changed so much that i mean even the high school that i went to and we went to is no longer in the same spot they rebuilt a new high school and, yeah and so it's changed so much that um um i don't ever really get that unless i actually go out and seek out some of the people who we we went to school with and visit with them and then it's the glory days night you know where yeah yeah, yeah. Der- you talk of course yeah all the good stuff But, um, yeah, do I miss it? Yeah, sure. I I would love to uh, have one of those places every once in a while that you could go in and, like, Joe's Bar, where everybody went to, you know, and and still go in there and see those people would be fun, but uh, that's that's not going to be. No, I got
0: you. It's like they're not bringing three faces back and uh, (laughs) that whole, you know, the whole, I mean, it's just, as we've talked about off-microphone, uh, in revisiting you know it's i mean i'm getting a little older i don't know about you but yeah yeah and you you know there's different considerations as well and and things like that and it, it's just you're i think you're kind of lucky what you drift through if it's if it seems to be quality in hindsight i i think that's cool and i'm sure other people look at their the past and the arc that they go through and go wow i had a rough ride and in fact it probably was a rough ride um but i i certainly always think of troy in fond fond ways oh. and you absolutely know, this this house is you know I mean I always I I basically they had this house my whole life and I, I was raised here until I did kind of get pushed out of the nest um <laughs> so coming back is always I in a way I guess I've lost that is that it, a play on words yeah pretty much I guess that's what I've lost is like this base of things that I always have these fond memories and of course you know, dad passed away some years back and then with mom gone, it's like I have—I don't have that person that I share all of my common, you know, time with in a way. Yeah. So it's completely, I guess I finally have to grow up maybe. Well, be careful now. Well, you, I'll still be sending you some bills for shit that I've done that I'm not supposed to have done, but I can't afford to fix. So it'd be like, hey, uh, Frankie, bail me out again, please. Yeah. No, it is. It's, it's you know, the, I guess passing
1: through life. He, now we're coming. we you know spent some time going through now and i guess there's less time to spend than we've already spent so right yeah you start thinking about uh uh you know how to i guess do the best you can with what you got left right and um so in doing so you can think back about the wonderful life that we had that our parents provided for us and this i thought was a a great community and we hit it at the right time. It's certainly not the same as it was then, but, uh, you know, it, it we, we hit it at the right time. We had a wonderful, wonderful childhood here. And, and, um, um, I certainly, um, I would have recommended it to anyone.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, I mean, Troy in itself, I think is always kind of close to the top 10 of safest cities to live in in the U S the Somerset mall is freaking amazing. Uh, which was, which was, I don't know, uh, a fifth the size it was you know even smaller than that probably than what it is now it's a huge beautiful mall you have all these cosmopolitan aspects to troy that weren't here when we were younger and i'm sure too as as you've been again you've been out of town for a while and you came back yourself but you've seen the arc of it i'm sure there's things that you just go wow i really dig this i wish we had this when i was younger and then there's probably other things you see that are like yeah that's not so cool but uh (laughs)
1: Yeah, I would say that um you know, I I kind of miss the simplicity that uh that kind of was you know, was present while we were growing up and it was there was a lot less people, so there was a lot less congestion. The traffic is crazy now. I mean, you pretty much got to wait until rush hours are over if you really want to go somewhere quickly and of course you're from California, I'm not not it anything. is a little
0: less, but no, it's, it's, <laughs> I, well, especially because we encountered the, which you knew about, but we end up still encountering all the construction going on the freeway system. They're trying to broaden it, yeah. you know, they're doing it at, in California, but California is already four lanes. They're broadening into five and, and, uh, you know, it's just, uh, the traffic does seem heavier today than the last time I was out here.
1: Uh, I would agree, but the, 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 the things that come with that is there's a lot of i guess uh creature comforts that uh, are offered that are all within close proximity to the to the home so you can you can find uh you know a nice cigar lounge or you can find a nice right. yeah venue to go eat and or you can go to a m- movie theater when they're open again and yeah. you know i mean there's everything's close so i i i like that part of it and 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 the part of being here in in Troy is that there's there's just an amazing amount of fantastic restaurants yeah so you can kind of and you can try one after another and usually by the time you get through them a the couple of them have gone out of business and they've opened up new and you can try them
0: oh so it's pretty highly competitive <laughs> with these guys huh
1: it is it is it, it, it's it's amazing that I it it amazes me how many people eat out
0: yeah so well it's I mean it's a rather affluent area so I don't think I don't think that's necessarily a consider I mean, people can afford to dine out here. True. Same as in California. I mean, it's highly competitive because there's always people with money, albeit there's a lot of people without, but I mean, it's just, as long as there's money to support all that stuff, you know, it's, it's a cool thing. And- well, that's
1: a stark contrast though. I mean, cause like you said, when we had Peppies and
0: <laughs> yeah, Peppies, I even forgot about that one. Yeah,
1: McDonald's and champs. Yeah. Um, I think I named half of the restaurants that used to be there. Yeah, and now there's you know forty or fifty of them that I can't even name them all.
0: Pepe's had a big clown for the logo, right out front on the sign. Was a yeah, big, clown big clown, and clown on with, the top was with Pepe's like X's for the eyes, and, and uh,
1: then that became uh, Burger Chef, right? And then it became
0: uh, became the old man hangout. out, Hardee's, yeah,
1: yeah. So it's it had a long run as a fast food chain, yeah, of multiple multiple kinds, and now I believe it serves. Uh, I think you can get an Indian buffet. Nice man for five ninety five. So that's well.
0: See the thing not is, not sure it's... what you get for that. Yeah, <laughs> well, you probably had it. Have you not? You've not. No, I've not been in there. Oh, you. You have like a really wide palette of places that you experience for for drinks as well as as food. Um, and you were the one, I had never had shawarma until you introduced oh. me to it. And that place, I mean, you rave about, I wouldn't have a reference to compare it to. Oh, well,
1: the, the Mediterranean diet in, in Detroit lives. It's really solid, yeah. huh? Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, Mediterranean, uh, restaurant types here and they're really quite, I mean, once you get into them, they, they, there's not a lot, I mean, it's not a lot of variety. It's pretty right. simple. It's pretty straightforward. And, and, um. It's just a matter of, I guess, the quality that they put in, and and some of them really do a great job. And Ch- chicken shawarma is one of the. I, I did have a run with uh, chicken shawarma. Yeah. Before that, it was the Greek gyro. Nice. You know, I can uh, understand that. They're kind of the Greek similar. town. You know, yeah. that's where we kind of got the 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 Greek gyro. Yeah. And quite, they
0: do do a great. Uh, Euro down there yeah
1: and so if, if you're in town you, you might want to try that out
0: yeah no it was great I think I was over here you know we were working on the house or I was working on my getting my stuff together and, and you're like hey you're probably not eating too well I brought you something I'm like oh no 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 and then I saw it and I'm like yeah I'll give it a try and I'm like damn this is really good <laughs> But, like, you're talking about Peppies, That was down, like, in Clausen, right? which was Dad's territory. Our father basically grew up down in Clausen. He did. At the time, he went to, I think, Log Cabin High School, or that was the last high school he attended because he went to Troy because they didn't even have a high school in Clausen. I'm not sure how that story goes. He graduated from Troy. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, it went the other way, Log Cabin to Troy. Exactly. Ah. Because um, I boast that uh, our dad
1: graduated, mom and dad graduated from Troy High. Right. And then all of the siblings graduated from Troy High. Right. And then all of my children graduated from Troy High. Yeah, man.
0: Different buildings. But uh, it was still called, it was the one they called called Troy Troy, High. And then there's that Troy-Athens, you know, rivalry that's always there, which Athens is the other high school in in the city of Troy. Correct.
1: Both, I think... uh, We were there when Athens started, and the rivalry was there. I'm sure there's a rivalry. My daughter um, was at Troy, but she had most of her friends were at Athens. So I I, I don't know. I I didn't really see the rivalry in the last, but I imagine it's still there. But back to Pepe's, remember now. Pepe's. Remember what was across the street from there. Yeah, wasn't it a church?
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, where Saint you, Andrew's Church. That's where, you, where we where, went. Where you got married? Yeah, I got married there. So uh, at the time, Dad was uh, it was his. We went as kids there. Um, my mom actually took us, which I find interesting in my life. That Reverend Hiyama was yeah. a really well-spoken person, and he would talk about more than just the. He actually stayed away from the Old Testament a lot. He just stayed in like the the meaning of Jesus and all that. And he would talk, and he would. Explain it in a way that, for some reason, I would actually listen to the guy. And the thing I find fascinating is sometimes I credit him for me being able to speak about things. Be- Interesting. Because of, because you're in, you're you're just sucking it up as a kid, not necessarily what he's saying, but the mannerisms and things like that. He was such a well-spoken guy. Well, you have a better memory than I. <laughs> I just remember
1: it as I had to be quiet for 45 minutes. Gotcha. Before I left. Gotcha. And I managed to do that. Um, but I do remember it, that church fondly, and um, and uh, he was a uh, well-spoken. I I uh, then there was a guy after him that you I think you I don't know if you had left uh, to go to California yet or not, but the
0: Campbell guy. Uh, because dad dad ended up starting to go to church, and mom right. stopped. Exactly. It was a trade-off, a hand-off of the baton. I I suspect. Right. And I don't remember
1: his name, but he was kind of another, he was actually a little more outspoken than uh, the one you mentioned. Yeah. And um, I, I would kind of get upset with some of the stuff.
0: He yeah, he was on. different that way. Hiyama would just, he was there to give the message, and if you could accept yeah. it or not, he's cool with it either way. That guy was kind of a know-it-all, I thought. He he did have a touch of arrogance in him Yeah, I think so. Um, but
1: he, you know, now it isn't even, uh, Episcopal. It's, yeah. it's, uh, I, it's, I do open denomination. I don't know right. what it is. Non-denominational, now. non-denominational, yeah. um, free expressive type of church. There you go. Yeah. And, uh, I drive by there on a Sunday morning and I don't think they're doing well.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know what churches are doing. My wife goes to church uh, religiously, as they say, I, uh, have, I don't think I've really been in a church other than to, you know, uh, kind of spend a, a date day with her at church if if, ah, if, if yeah interesting I will to... go from time to time um and and I got to be honest I I mean I think um the Reverend Hiyama kind of ruined me to other people talking about <laughs> because uh you know a lot of times I I I'm like yeah I think I already got this one as far as underst- you know because they'll get into talking about aspects of the Bible that it's like look I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend my time necessarily In a room looking at a book, the same book, time and time again, but I can remember at least the subject matters and things like that. And so sometimes I'll just think, man, I'm just not being fair to this guy because I had this guy when I was a kid that I kind of just thought, wow, he's a, he knows this stuff. And he, and it's part of it. It's just I was a kid.
1: Well, and that's, that's what the guy did for a living. That's true. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) So he probably had it pretty well committed to memory. And yeah. I'm not even going to try to speak to the the Bible because uh, it's not something, I I kind of always looked at it as like, okay, it's a thick book that says a couple of things that really make sense. Yeah. That being treat your neighbors like you'd like to be treated. Yes, of course. I'm paraphrasing, of course, and do unto others as you have done unto you. Yeah. You know, the other commandments and such, they all make sense and you can read that and I don't know, a good Five or ten minutes yeah. if you read slowly,
0: and then you hear some good guidelines and, to go out there into and, the world, and, man. And then what else?
1: You know what else you
0: need to know? I mean, yeah. uh, the history. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. We'll leave that to. When I vote for you know in, in in the political realm, when I vote, I don't necessarily have to remember all the history to make that vote. <laughs> when when I when I drink, I don't necessarily need to know how they make my bullet rye in the factory. Right. Is exactly. this where you're going with well, it? Kind of, sort of.
1: You know, I don't mean to make light of it because no I, no I, I'm not I, doing I, that as I'm well I'm a very um, you know um, I guess spiritual person when it comes to that but uh, yeah I, I'm, I'm this, when it comes to uh, I wouldn't mind going into the church over there again to see it just to sit in there and look through that stained glass oh seat. that was kind of compelling when i was a kid It wasn't a lot but it was it, you know yeah. i remember when i was being quiet i was i had to i amuse myself and yeah. and i would look at the stained glass and and just kind of go oh that's kind of cool and
0: it was kind of like a mescaline trip in and, a way and
1: i liked it because it was round well i don't know i wouldn't know about that <laughs> of course <laughs> but uh, it was a round church you know the the, the chapel was round and it had so it was kind of an interesting architectural Yeah,
0: I, as a kid, I, I experienced the same thing. The inside was really cool. Yeah. So I wouldn't mind going in and taking a
1: visit there and yeah. just to take in the, uh, the, you know, kind of the glory days as we.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess we spent Sundays there for some time. Yeah. With mom being kind of, yeah, she was a little severe about talking and stuff like that.
1: Like yeah, she was. We couldn't.
0: We couldn't. I I wonder especially why, because we're during, in a church.
1: Especially during the homily, right? <laughs> yeah. The what? Look at you. <laughs> well, you know, the congregation always, you know, has to yeah, know what's going on a little bit. I yeah. used to look at the schedule religiously because I knew when we got there. <laughs> you
0: were timing the day. Yeah, we. I was 30 minutes through my 45. Yeah, I did the same thing. I'd look and go, where are we at? Oh, man, we're only there. Damn. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that part, but. Um, but Colossians, was interesting too, because of the history of, of, you know, the grandmother's house there. My dad always tells stories about doing bowling alley pins, I guess, back in his day, there was a bowling right. alley and there's, it has a, it doesn't have a big downtown, but it has double story building structures. And I guess it was a bowling alley upstairs above yeah. a, they used to rack the, uh, pins by hand. Yeah. Yeah. And dad was a. I guess a pin wrecker. He was a pinhead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he wasn't a pinhead. That came out wrong, but wasn't he in golden gloves. <laughs> I don't know about that. Actually, no. <laughs> I have no idea about that. I never heard that one. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I mean, that's all cool. And then so, so in a way, you just I I, I got to ask a question about like how like we made you brought me all the way down to Wyandotte through Fort Street and pretty much kind of knew all of a lot rather of of the areas and the structures and of course you'd worked on some of the buildings or that you'd worked near some of the buildings um how do you think you ended up just being a guy who likes that kind of adventure where it's like well I'm here I'm going to go investigate a little bit
1: i guess it was just something that is in my nature i i uh, i always kind of like travel and finding uh, ex- exploring new new places I right just, I'm the kind of guy that if, okay, I drive this way home every day, it's like, is there another way I can drive so I can see something new? Right. So um, I, I I often, in the, not always now, but in the past I have uh, taken the long way home and, and, and I always try to find something new to look at because... The same old thing every day just gets a little old sometimes. Yeah, I guess that's
0: why they would call it the grind, right? Because you're yeah. grinding yourself down. Exactly. And so what what do you think in, in, uh, in your travels in the area? I mean, being a guy who knows a lot because you already as a kid went down there and everything, in recent years, what do you find most impressive about Detroit's new development?
1: Well, I guess the most impressive...
0: Hmm. or within the top 10 because that's going to change day to day too if you're experiencing you know it's like oh shit you know this was a cool thing too i guess
1: the most impressive part to to detroit to me is even even if it isn't most recent it's always been impressive to me is the um, the jefferson avenue corridor which is along the detroit river and um, runs from downtown well it actually runs uh, further south and north i'm but it's a stretch of uh, property and real estate that there's a numer- num- number of like high-rise condo complexes that kind of dot up and down. And then there's a, a beautiful park at Belle Isle. And there's uh, if you drive out far enough, you get into the gross points where in, in back in the day, that's where, the um, I guess, the elite used to kind of build their homes. So it's kind of a a throwback to... What at one time was probably a very glamorous town, and um, it—I guess some of the most obvious, uh, I guess, remnants or leftovers from that era are still still there along that corridor. Right. Plus the river, the water. I always, I've always been uh, kind of partial to uh, water in in like lakes or rivers, and and it's always it, Detroit River is quite an impressive river. It's, yeah, it's it is. a wide river and. Uh, it's an international border, border. So it's it it, you know. There's a there's a lot going on right there, and I see, actually, most I po- believe there's the most potential for Detroit along along that corridor. Yeah. So, I guess that would be my my answer. The the other, along with that, they're they're developing what they're calling the Detroit River Walk, which, uh, at, I think, upon completion, will run from Belle Isle, which is that. The park that I mentioned—that's it's an island that's basically the entire island's a a park with picnicking and you know, and it's got its little zoo on it and ice skating rinks and it's 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 quite a beautiful park. And then this river walk is supposed to go from there south through the downtown to uh, the foot of the Ambassador Bridge, where there'll be another park there. So, and then uh, I guess there'll be future developments of of you know park like settings along the way plus other residential developments so in the future it'll be quite an impressive presentation of, yeah, uh, from I the think water too yeah, yeah.
0: So, so you have uh, for someone who's not been to Detroit Detroit is the i guess uh, Windsor is the city south of Detroit, which is a Canadian city. And you have, uh, currently you have two ways to access going to Windsor, which is a tunnel, as well as the Ambassador Bridge. The new bridge is going to be called the Gordie Howell, Gordie Howell Bridge. Correct. Who is, uh, uh, for those who don't know, an amazing hockey player who played for the Red Wings for a very long time. Um, have you ever, was there ever a period where you were fascinated with Windsor and you found yourself going over there quite a bit?
1: Absolutely. Uh, Windsor is a... A, a great little town. It, it's it's really quite a contrast for only being one hundred and fifty yards apart. Um, but because of the, the the great Detroit River, the the culture on the other side of that river is dramatically different than yeah. the city of Detroit.
0: There's Plus, it's a much smaller town, isn't it?
1: Much smaller. Um, it had it had it had put a casino in uh, long before um, any of the other casinos that came to Detroit. So. For the longest time, it's Caesars-Windsor, if I can plug the...
0: Right, sure, you can say whatever you want. Plug the casino yeah, of course. There. I'm just kidding. If you're um, getting a little payola out of that, you can keep it all yourself. <laughs> yeah. Don't even worry, you get yeah. a free meal out of that or get, get to play the get tables. Get free gambling, yeah. Yeah, it's all you, man. You can milk this any which way you want to milk it. But um, I used to, you know, go
1: over there quite often, but... Um... It's been a while. I, I, I often talk about going there, but I haven't actually physically gone over. So right. I, I kind of miss it. I, I wouldn't mind going
0: over there. Yeah. I, well, I went over as a kid because you could drink at 19 there, and they'd raised the age to 21 here. So me and some buddies would go across That's there. That's the motivation. Yeah. Well, it's been a while, though, is my point. I really yeah. haven't been over there in a very, very long time. Maybe next time you're in town. Oh, it'd be fantastic. Yeah. will go. Do you think you've ever been, have you ever considered yourself part of the Detroit Area boating culture.
1: Well, I I I am a very I love the water. I would if I if if I guess I could have anything I wanted. I'd probably live on Lake St Clair. Yeah, and I'd probably own a boat. But uh, you know they say the the two best days in a boater <laughs> life is the day they get the boat and then the day they get rid of it. Yes. But, uh, I, I've not owned a boat, but I have many friends that I kind of uh, freeload on yes, for their boat. Um, and I've enjoyed. I enjoy. I, I go out with the boaters for a day, and at the end of that day, as I crawl from the wreckage, I realize that I'm just not suited for this kind of life. There you go. I, I I'm happy with one. Good day of boating, maybe one, I I would, if I had it. one good day a month, that would, for three months, because that's all the summer we get up here. Right. But um, that would be enough for me.
0: Yeah, I gotcha. I mean, it is, I don't think people who, you know, when I went to California, I'd have people look at me and they go, well, you know, you're here, you're new, huh? And it'd still be like, yeah, I've been here three years. And I'd go, oh, you're still new, huh? And and they'll go, what'd you think? What do you think? And they'd give me this look and, and I'm like, Well, I understand the question, uh, but they're giving me a look like they're expecting like some kind of like, Wow, you know. Yeah. yeah. And and I'd be like, in my head I'd think, Well, I'm not from the states that are just cornfields. I won't pick cornfields and rivers. Yeah. And and I I go oh I guess they they don't know Michigan has all these lakes and these oh. resources and the Great Lakes and they're beautiful and they're all beautiful for different reasons. We've so you got sandy beaches too. Yeah. Oh, and you know I haven't seen too many beaches in LA or in the uh, Southern California area that rival the Big Bear Dunes up in Traverse City. Oh yeah, that's that's
1: kind of. Uh, You know, something all by itself. Exactly.
0: You don't see that much sand in one pile. Exactly. And that's what my head would roll to. I'd be like, what do you mean, what do I think? It's like, whoa, I I didn't come from a cornfield. Yeah.
1: So you got some beaches. Yeah. And there's the ocean.
0: And we used to, as, as I'm sure you remember, we used to, you know, we had family that had lived on lakes and boats and we would, they would teach us to water ski. And we had friends that had boats as young people and we'd go out and yeah. boat and ski and cause and the water. Mischief.
1: Water is a big part of our life. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I, I, I've i been to L.A. a number of times. Thanks in your hospitality and sure. many visits out there. And, and I love L.A., the vibe and the palm trees. Yeah, it's a cool the, town. And I'll go to Venice Beach and yeah. Hustle Beach and act like I knew Arnold at one time, and maybe Jimmy Morrison was running up and down the boardwalk. He was running your uh,
0: weight, wa- his weights,
1: yeah. your weights to you. You know, <laughs> there's Jim it's Morrison. Reminisce and romance about the the L.A. vibe of the '60s and '70s yeah. that made it in my mind. That, that's kind of still what I see it as. Yeah. You know, but uh, um, Michigan has certainly got you know water and beaches and and, And activity and and especially
0: if you're an outdoors guy
1: yeah in some ways you there's pluses and minuses to the freshwater lakes versus the the ocean i mean obviously the ocean gives you some you know some rough you can surf yeah you you can do all sorts of other things they also give you sharks they give you sharks and then uh
0: radioactive waves from japan if you ever hear Michigan lakes, Great Lakes have sharks, it's just Michigan people trying to keep other people from showing exactly. up
1: there. Exactly. I've seen a few sharks out there.
0: Oh, there's tons of sharks. <laughs> there's great whites, there's bull sharks, you know. True enough. Um and it's interesting too speaking of that, uh the last time I was here we went up to Harson's Island. We did. Love
1: Harson's Island.
0: Yeah, and in uh, you brought me up there cuz uh, my father our father had this uh Boss that he worked for that would invite my father to his his private island out yeah. in, Arsons, in that area. It
1: wasn't anything elaborate, but it had a it was cool when you were a couple kid, of though. shacks and a and little a go-kart. cottage and a go kart. Yeah, and a fishing pond and yeah. a swimming pond and pretty much everything
0: a kid could could want. Yeah, it was cool going out there. Yeah, in Heinz, I went out as an older person. I think I was twenty four. I went out to help Mister Oaks uh, mm-hmm. and Dad do something and it didn't look as as glamorous as when i looked no. at it with the kid you know no it certainly
1: has uh, had a uh, and, and and to to the credit i mean they kept it a pretty a little oh, bit absolutely. nicer it was kind of left to kind of decay a little bit at, yeah and that's why you were going out there to probably help exactly. clean it up but
0: uh and i guess the, he bought that because at the time the government was making land islands available this is after World War Two because they wanted to populate the islands because they just figured populations are going to keep growing. And uh, so he got it. But towards the end of his life, they were trying to buy it back from him because they wanted to turn it all back into state-owned properties. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And I think that's what ended up with the son who eventually got that island is he sold it back to the government at a pretty hefty you know, increase in value. Um yeah, it is interesting. It's like because uh, it, it was such a unique thing. He had the channels cut out and the airboats, and I mean, it was a pretty good activity. It was wonderful. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Then the duck hunting, if
1: you remember that,
0: I never, I never went. I remember having to clean a hell of a lot of ducks yeah. from the old man's uh, endeavors. It's funny. I go
1: in the grocery stores now and I see duck breast for sale. Yeah, and I'm like, hmm, I'm kind of curious. Yeah, maybe I'm going to try one of those. But uh, of course, in when we were over in Paris, that they, they serve duck breast in in many ways as their dark meat.
0: Yeah. So
1: it's making a comeback.
0: And did you did you get some? Not yet. Oh, okay. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, because some of the some of the stores in uh, like Little Tokyo or uh, Chinatown will have the ducks just hung. In. Oh, really? Yeah. Because cool. um, and I do the same thing. I mean, I've had duck in recent years. Yeah. Uh, but just it's like I, I oh, do I like
1: I, the breast, the duck breast. Yeah. It's
0: good. And it reminds it reminds our our father was a rather uh, interesting fellow. He would drift through different. Um, I think he had kind of different passions for some time. And for some time, it was duck hunting. But he they, did. They would come back with. I guess they would go out on the airboat and sit in those those duck blinds. blinds. Yeah. yeah. And just just they the numbers they would bring home was incredible. Yeah. Well, it would feed the family. Yeah. We we would probably eat we'd eat
1: duck probably when well we we had to get a freezer so that. Yeah. We could store them, and then I guess probably I don't remember. Maybe once a once a
0: wait twice a month.
1: Maybe we'd have
0: duck. Oh duck yeah, eat. easily. Well, we also had the in, in the kind of oddity of being in Troy and having chickens. Uh, my dad was uh, our our father was a organic farmer way before the curve. Yeah. He would take me out to, I don't know if you ever had to do it, but I'd have to be in the back of the pickup truck with the cap on it. And he would, on Tuesday night, it was trash night and compost night. Right. And so I would have to grab the grass bags and throw them into the back of the truck. And then when it was full, we'd finally come home and then throw it into his composting pile. Right. And now, I don't know if you know this, but most composters stayed away from grass because it burns too hot, quote, unquote. Well,
1: that and a lot of those
0: fancy folks put on uh pesticides oh yeah there you go <laughs> but he found a way to break it down in the yeah. compost and, and again and
1: fertilizer i mean he did get he did get uh some some really big fruits oh, yeah and that's why that, that's
0: why those pumpkins had like <laughs> yeah. they were like double pumpkins and yeah. yeah green instead of orange yeah no he was a unique guy no question yeah and i remember i you know i had i had people that i knew in school that maybe just met me or something and They'd go, hey, farm boy, you know, that was one of their ways to, to kind of pick on you. And yeah. uh, I don't know that you got the pick on you too many too many times. You were a rather stout lad. Yeah, I, I was, I guess, fortunate in that regard. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it was just interesting. It's like, okay, I guess you're done picking on me now. Yeah. You know, I guess that's what comes along with being a farm boy. I know how to put it down. So, um. Well, again, the era that we moved
1: or that we lived here, um, it was a rural area. And then the the uh, influx of I guess uh, development came maybe right as we were entering like what what is termed as middle school now. Of course, right. back then it was called junior high. Yes, sir. And um, so the influx of the growth uh, it's subdivisions was something new. Of course, we lived on a, a street that. You know, we we didn't have a subdivision; it was just a street, you know, that we lived on. And yeah, the, grids, much like the mile roads, it, much like them. And the, these new subdivisions, these fancy subdivisions, were uh, big builders coming in and building, you know, four types of houses yeah. times a hundred. Yeah, you know, we had with
0: cul-de-sacs and curves through the thing, right, and, and
1: different color shingles, exactly. And, it looks an awful lot like, like that building that house yeah um, but um there was a lot of growth real quick and most of them were filled up with people who you know kind of were working at middle management general motors or and uh they they had a little bit more more money than 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 us farm folk or yeah half farm, farm folk. boys hey yeah. farm boy yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was kind of an interesting, you know, experience. It, I think it was a great influence on us, though, because it it, it ex- exposed us to uh, other ideas and and, yeah. and kind of other thoughts that we probably otherwise might not have
0: uh, might not have endeavored. Yeah, it. I totally agree. I think that the you know I didn't like um, taking the weeds out of the garden. <laughs> no, or... that was not my uh, cup of tea either yeah or or things or even getting the eggs from the chickens or, that would or attack me butchering the, the well yeah i i didn't have a good experience with that no, i was not um, I was but not. it gave even the whole like w- the way, when people talk about green i have a foundation because our father was a guy who was a green gardener in effect you he mean, was he didn't no use question. pesticides other than what was in the burnt manure <laughs> you know what i mean but, yeah. the grass that turned to manure uh, you well, know, he, I never
1: saw a man get so excited about, uh, you know, receiving seven or eight bags of yeah,
0: horse manure. Yeah. You know, Uncle Bob would bring it over and, yeah. and put it in a pit that eventually he, you and I had to clean out. Yeah, he was all excited. Because <laughs> he didn't have to go into the pit and shovel it around. It didn't cost him a dime. <laughs> he had free labor. It was funny, man, Which is, uh, you know, ironically, the reason farmers had kids back in the day. Exactly. Exactly. So, but it was it definitely you know it, it gives me a perspective that's pretty unique and especially too because it, not necessarily being uh, from suburbia at the beginning and then it's it's yeah. top end suburbia firmly we were planted right in the middle of yeah, suburbia by the time we
1: graduated from high school where yeah we, uh, the we were in there was a sub
0: there was you know I think it the population had doubled in right. that four years right. And yeah. and it went from um, just a standard ranch to what eventually the McMansions morphed from. Yeah, uh, it, was, uh,
1: it, was a nice, it was it was but it was it was a good time to to be here. Yeah, and, you know it was
0: it was a lot of fun. Uh, it definitely was a great time. And yeah. then uh, you know the, the character of the guy who's like the leader of the pack added a lot to it too. And then of course mom just being the way that she was, she they were both a little bit of a legend at least in in my circle of friends. Um, they, we, they'd come over and they, they'd just be treated so interesting, you know, I mean, it, it, I think so different from their own families that some of my friends at least expressed, like, wow, this is a really unique uh, thing. Yeah, no, I, you're right. Mom and Dad were very unique that way. They treated,
1: they. I think they thought that if um, their children were interested enough in another individual... To bring them over, that they, they they just took it like, well, they're they're we're gonna treat them like family. Yeah, and um, that's what they did. Yeah, and the you're right. I think a lot of the our friends who we brought over uh, weren't weren't necessarily accustomed to that kind of behavior. They were more uh, probably used to people who didn't have time for their kids, or they didn't have time to sit down, or they weren't even home from work yet. Right. Um, so there wasn't as much parental interaction between the, the child them and their friends and their parents. Right. So I think it was a surprise to them to uh, a pleasant one. They, they, at first were a little sheepish about it. And then after a while they all wanted to come over and do stuff with our parents. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which it's, it's like, Hey, uh, it's time to go guys. You know? Oh yeah. Just a minute. Uh, I'm gonna help your mom can these tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, what?
0: <laughs> That's the last thing I want to do. <laughs> you know, I mean,
1: I, I, I hurried up so we could be on time. But anyway, yeah, they were they were definitely a
0: unique couple, and and I'll and I'll always miss them. I I I totally agree. I think uh, one of the memories that popped back in my head is with a buddy when I went down to sift off some of Dad's uh, wine for us to go out. Like we were going uh, skiing or something, I'm like, "Oh wait, man, I got a flask and I'm gonna get some wine." You 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 had to make sure you didn't get mixed up with the sauerkraut. Crop. Exactly, exactly. They had all kinds of cooking right. going on, the freezer slaw, <laughs> or the uh, or the applejack, which is raisins in in apple cider that drop down for four days and they come back up and you put this much sugar in and it's booze all of a sudden.
1: Yeah, you gotta admit that a dandelion wine. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was that was uh, that was a keeper. Oh. My. I in fact when we went through some of the jars right wasn't there some of the jams still left and there, some of the There was. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's kind of an apple amazing apple butter,
1: thing. pear butter.
0: Yeah. Oh man. It's yeah. it's all dated so some of it was from I mean I'm I'm sure some of it was like you don't want to touch but uh no you had to get rid of it. Yeah.
1: Unfortunately.
0: But my god what an interesting experience and then mixed in with you know all the people who moved in that had had a lot more money than we had, and they're driving fancy new, you know, Mercedes-Benzes. And, and you know, and it, it was strange, too, in a way. Like, every, everything seemed to gel for the most part. Like, a large percentage, everyone just got along, and it was really cool. Because we still had people, like, down on Hickory Street that had cool. been, origi- like, like you know, the, the, the original kind of poor folk, po-folk, you know, down there. Yeah, no doubt about it. And we all went to school together, and for the large part, we all got along. It was very interesting.
1: It was, it was, a, it was, I, I couldn't have asked, I, and I've had this conversation with numerous uh, friends of mine who kind of expanded all the, all over the country, and inevitably the conversation does go back. Again, it's not, it, it's not anything like it here now, but that time was just a wonderful kind of uh, utopia of yeah. sort to uh, kind of grow up in and, yeah. Uh, we were we were we we were at, at the right place at the right time absolutely and we got the best of uh, all the worlds that kind of collided uh, not to say that troy isn't i mean it's just a different experience it still has a vibrant uh, uh i guess uh, difference of of uh, influx of people in the area and there's 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 lots of positive things if if you do go to school you school in this district one of the best school districts right in the state and and they have uh, you know uh, just a lot to draw from they have a lot of talent the football team's not near as good but they've got
0: a great orchestra. <laughs> well a- they're not near as good as your football team they're far superior to my football team <laughs> uh, well I, I I think I was talking to uh, coach Griff who
1: just recently well about four years ago was retired. From the he, but he'd been a football coach here for thirty years, and I, I would, my my kids went to the the high school, so I would sit there and talk. I'd get in his line at parent teachers conference and go up and you know say hello and and I'd kind of rib him about how poor the football team was doing. And right. He'd say, well, Frank, you know we've got a lot of great violinists and a couple of great cello players, oh, that's but uh, the boys aren't as big as they used to be back in the day. Gotcha. And uh, farm boys aren't as big as they used to be because they ain't here exactly. So, but uh, still, there's there's a you know if if you're not a football player, you might want to move out. If you are a football player, you might want to move out big... to Clarkston. <laughs> no, but, you could still move Detroit or and just Lake help us Orion. Out. Yeah, <laughs> but uh,
0: you know if you want to play violin, here's here's your spot. You're at the right place. That's you right. know, I I think um, it's been great talking to you, and I think that uh, hopefully. I can have you back, or we can hook up and, and do this yet again. Um, I don't know if we. I don't know what we covered. I, I I certainly know that it. My criteria is I want to sit and talk with interesting people and share that conversation. I know we've we've managed that at the very least, in my opinion. And I thank you so much for doing. Well, thank it. you. Yeah, I mean, you definitely are one of the most interesting people I know. So it's lovely to hang out with you. And thanks for hosting me too for the last couple of days. Oh, it's my pleasure. Anytime. Cool man. Hey, normally I ask someone if they have like a, a website or something to go to. I know you don't particularly do that, but if you if you want to express anything above and beyond about anything, that's what this slotted time is for. Well, you're right. I don't have <laughs> I don't have anything like that,
1: unless you think starting a GoFundMe page for my travels that I hope to do someday. But otherwise, no, I'm good. Thank well, you. Well, what would that be? GoFundMeFrank.com.
0: Yeah want to go to europe (laughs) all right man thanks so much for talking with me all right my pleasure all right buddy hey there this is john i want to thank everyone for listening to the mobile radio carnival at the cef.world i also want to say hey thanks frank for being on the show